0: Welcome to another Community Conversation. Today, we're gathered to talk about the top 10 IT issues for 2022, and I'm joined by two members of the panel that came up with the top 10 IT issues for 2022, Bella Abrams, Director of Information Technology at the University of Sheffield, and Phil Ventimiglia, Chief Innovation Officer at Georgia State University. I think think the thing I would like to to start off with was an observation that... um, Susan Grechek made at the end of her presentation at our conference, and that is, and it's not the first time this has happened, where we look at the top 10 IT issues and notice that most of them aren't really first and foremost about the technology itself. It looks like you both have some thoughts on that. Bella, do you want to start?
1: Um, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that what it actually shows is that we as a kind of professional service to universities are helping Uh, universities think about how we enable change and other things with technology rather than it being something we do on our own. And I think that's really good. Uh, But I think most businesses are responding to the current uh, pressures in that way as well. So I don't think we're unusual.
2: Yeah, John, that's a a great question um, about how IT is really transitioning, as Bella just mentioned, to being more of not just technology leaders, but, but business leaders and leaders within the academy. And so more and more of us are sitting on the president's cabinet, um, part of that leadership team. And so uh, and we're being called, particularly during the pandemic, to help the university solve its biggest challenges. So it's not surprising that when we look at our top 10, um, they're not um, you know, specifically technical there. How do we help the, the university and the academy solve the major challenges that we are, we're facing?
0: And as you look over at the top 10 issues themselves, are there there themes you see woven throughout all 10 or most of the 10, other than the theme of of students, of course?
1: When I was thinking about themes, they feel like the kind of uh, exit pandemic themes anyway. So I I think the, the top 10 kind of reflects that, but also reflects wider society. So we are coping with increased threat. of of all kinds um, to kind of normal operations Um, and uh, demand for change uh, is across all all of those uh, in the top 10 as well. And I think the really interesting part of of the things that are woven in and and they're the things that I think we all struggle with is how we respond to those two things by building up the right skill set Across our teams and and our wider institutions, and the bigger the bigger challenge is how you create the right culture, a fertile culture, to be able to respond to all of those things.
2: Yeah, for me, the the themes that are really pervading throughout the, the top ten this year is really the, what is the future of, of higher education, and these these themes uh, actually precluded the um, a pandemic that's just been accelerated. Right, we've now accelerated uh, what the. 21st century looks like and the future of work, uh, the future of, uh, of learning. And, and now we're, we're reacting to that you know, very, very quickly. And we're seeing um, you know, that across all these themes of uh, the future being you know, much more hybrid, creativity and other uh, skills beyond just digital skills uh, for this 21st century economy are very critical. Uh, and we're seeing that important to the IT leaders, right, to help uh, enable that. Um, and then, of course, cybersecurity uh, because everything is digital, right? This new this new future is a completely digitally enabled university, and everything that we do. Um, and so, um, not only are, we, are ourselves and our teams much more critical, um, but the protection of all that that digital technology uh, and data, uh, because it is extremely data driven as well, uh, is critical. And so, so that's exciting for me, right? Because we're really enabling, um, especially at scale for large universities uh, like Georgia State and, and others to be able to deliver um, a really amazing student experience uh, and hopefully at a very affordable uh, cost as well. So when I think of of the two of you you
0: on the uh, IT panel, I I always think it's all about the panelists sort of, you know, uh, unloading their amazing insights. Um, Maybe you can tell in my saying that, that I've never been on the panel, but but I'm curious. I, I imagine that it goes both ways and that and that the process of really doing what we tend not to do is to sit and reflect on these things. You know, normally you're so busy just doing what you're doing, you don't you don't wouldn't make the time to sit and reflect. Do you find that you learn a lot from the process of developing the
2: top 10 IT issues? Definitely learn a lot um, and, and steal a lot <laughs> um, from the top 10 um, uh, issues. And just this year, as an example, I personally and, and the university we've been talking a lot about. Uh, skills and digital literacy and new skills that are needed, uh, for the future for our students. Uh, and this year, um, you know, one of the questions that actually I, um, uh, responded on was the skill of creativity. And that wasn't specifically called out in a lot of the, the things that I had talked about previously. Uh, and so that's something I've incorporated, you know, directly into, you know, the skills that we talk about preparing and we talk about digital skills, uh, that creativity is really critical and is important because more and more of the routine skills are becoming driven by AI, whatever it may be, right? And so not only digital literacy in terms of computational thinking is important, but these other uh, skills such as creativity are extremely important. So, um, so yes, they have to, to your point, John, that time to step back and have that sort of 360 feedback loop and say, okay, yeah, that's really interesting. That's really manifesting itself into creativity being really critical as an example.
1: I'm really new to working in higher education. So being on the panel was a really uh, great opportunity for me to kind of expand out my group of uh, peers uh, across the Atlantic as well, which was really helpful and really insightful um, to kind of see how, uh, the u s um, education uh, system works and and how uh, really large institutions with well embedded uh, technology functions kind of like Phil said earlier influence strategic direction of organizations and and um, other things. I, one of the real benefits about being on a panel like this is, is sharing experience and thinking about um, how that would work in your own institution and, and um, kind of hearing people's stories about what's worked well, what didn't. Things, um, someone said to me, a couple of weeks ago that you know you you guys are a couple of months ahead of us over the Atlantic so kind of knowing that things that are going to come down the line as well which is is really useful as well and so it was it was a really great learning experience for me as well and and something I'd I'd love to do again.
0: You know every time I talk to um, friends working in the field across various oceans Bella I always want to ask so in the end, is it mostly affirming that our challenges and um, you know, uh, successes are pretty much the same?
1: Well, mercifully in education, there is one, one group that we focus on, rightly, which is our <laughs> students. And that's why I work in education as well. And I think the opportunity for us to see how different initiatives that can be enabled by technology then impact on groups of students I think is really interesting uh we talked a lot on on my panel about assistive technologies and how you can make things inclusive for students because um designing and building products and services if you aren't an inclusive team can can often be problematic so that was something that I was I was really interested in as well you guys have you know as, as a kind of um the scope and the number of students that you deal with is significantly larger than, than we have in the UK. But at the end of the day, they're there for the same reason. They want to improve their lives. They want to have the opportunities that um, having a university education gives them. And being able to build those products and services for them to do that is, is the reason I do it and my team as well.
0: You know, the, the subtitle of the IT issues this year is the, the higher education we deserve. I'm curious how that resonates with with the two of you. Um, do you come out of the process with a clear sense of the, the higher education we deserve? Bella, you want to start?
1: I, I thought a lot about this and I think there's aspirationally the higher education that we want and the higher education that we're building eventually is going to be the higher education that we deserve. I don't think we're there at the moment. And I I like the idea, the aspirational sense and kind of looking at the top 10 of uh, uh, things that can help us do that, I think was really useful. Obviously, I mean, I've mentioned the students before, and those outcomes for the students are really important that they get what they wanted out of their university education. But also, and I think this has been a real theme for us over the last year as well, is that in doing that, we maintain staff wellbeing and their engagement and build up their skills. And that doesn't feel stressful to them as well, because I think that the amount of change that happens daily can be very stressful if it's not done well. And I think that's, that's one of the things around, I, I wouldn't want this to all be about students, 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 and then there'd be a, um, a kind of counter uh, issue for, for staff as well, which I think is, is really uh, important. But the other thing that, the other thing, the, the higher education that we deserve should be easy for everybody to engage with as well. I think that's, that's, that's really kind of uh, threads through the, the themes of the top 10 this year. You know, that actually technology can help make things a lot easier to engage with, easier to understand and kind of think about simplifying things, particularly from a student and a staff point of view. And, and that, I think, is the, the higher education that we do deserve. It shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be a box that, that people don't understand and, and find difficult to engage in.
2: Yeah, the higher education we deserve, when I think about that, um, I agree, it's, it is aspirational. We're not there. Um, it is the, the future that uh, hopefully we get to in, in three to five years or so. Um, and, uh, and I agree, you know, it's very much focused on uh, that student experience and what we want to deliver to the students in the future. Um, but what's really great about this right now as a tool for me is it's a really terrific way to motivate uh, my organization and my team right you know we've been through obviously a lot all of us collectively over the last two years and uh and we've had to go do a lot of things um that weren't ideal just to keep the ship running right and we knew that we were doing things that weren't the the ideal but to have um a an outline of the future of uh and i like the way it's it's positioned with the the higher that we all deserve it is what we deserve uh as a uh technology staff as well and what we're we're working towards, right? And so it helps motivate the team of reminding us this is where we're headed, right? All this work that we're going through right now, this is the, the end game and why, why we're putting in all that effort um, because uh, I think everyone knows uh, that's in this field. There's a lot of work for not a lot of reward. And so, um, but the reward is d- being a part of something bigger than all of us and delivering that, that feature of, of higher education that we can all feel really proud of uh, when it's all said and done. Bella, when you just spoke about students, I think that theme
0: does come through so strongly. When you talked about the top 10 being focused on students, to what extent did you talk about research and some of those um, also important um, uh, elements of many uh, universities, certainly in the UK, and certainly Georgia State has research endeavors as well?
1: On my panel, um, we didn't explicitly talk about that, but it is something that kind of engages. Um, Myself and my team considerably is is about building the platform that our researchers need um, uh, around, particularly around access to AI, uh, compute um, and storage and um, being able to access kind of considerably larger data sets than anyone thought that that we'd need um, at this point. I I think that's the same, particularly for our kind of postgraduate research students as well. They've got the same expectations around the research that they undertake that that are, are taught um undergrads uh, have as well Uh, and i think that actually the same themes in the top 10 can be applied to research as much to teaching and learning because they are about us providing services that our researchers need in order to achieve their aims and that is the same around you know the kind of teaching outcomes as well interestingly though and i think my, my observation again being fairly new to the sector is i think actually being able to do that um and compete uh, on both sides of the Atlantic and in other parts of the world, is I think we're going to have to collaborate more, um, because actually there's a point at which individual institutions aren't going to be able to provide the platform that their researchers need, and I think that that's something that we're going to have to recognise fairly quickly. Research,
2: I think, is very important for um, uh, you know the top top ten research is, is definitely relevant, especially when we are looking at creativity. You know, one of the things that's interesting um, from our institution's standpoint is we're seeing a huge growth in high-performance computing. Uh, We've actually just built out a very large cluster. Um, And what's interesting is that we have no engineering or medical school, which is traditionally the users of high-performance computing. And we're seeing a lot of of demand uh, and use of high-performance computing for non-traditional needs, right? For social sciences to go look at uh, big problems within uh, economics, public policy, biomedical engineering, so the biology and and brain brain imaging, Uh, a lot of collaboration is being used uh, across these data sets. And we've got tremendous collaboration within the city of Atlanta, across Georgia State, Georgia Tech, uh, and Emory uh, in many cases. And so um, a lot of those same things in terms of creativity um, come to bear in how do we rethink these problems, leveraging computational capabilities, large data sets to really help solve uh, some of the big problems our researchers are, are looking at, which are the big problems you know, that we face uh, as a society and country. As you look at over the
0: landscape of the top 10 IT issues for 2022, um, it covers a lot of ground. Are there any issues that at your institution, there should be an exclamation point after one or two of these that are that are of particular
2: urgency for you at your institution? The biggest issue that's that's urgency, which isn't actually in the top 10 right now, um, that's just a little bit below, is just really the the um, and I guess this ties back to you know the higher education we deserve, is particularly in public universities, you know, how do we continue to fund everything that's going on? We're in a really um, fortunate state right now with the um CARES Act, Earth's funds, it's really going and fueling a lot of uh investment, which is great. But in a couple of years, when we come out of this, it's gonna be very interesting. I think the top 10 list when we look at this you know, three years from now, um, we're going to be grappling with, okay, now how do we sustain uh, the higher education that we've now built? <laughs> uh, and, it's, and there's going to be some, some issues there while maintaining affordability. And so um, so that's the one that um, I'm looking beyond uh, the current list saying, okay, how are we going to deal with that uh, in a couple of years? And we can't stop, right? It doesn't mean we stop, but it is something I think that we're going to have to grapple with over the next couple of years
1: we're facing similar challenges, uh, I think probably driven by similar political conditions. So um, we we have those, but I I think for me, uh, the two in the top 10 that really resonated as the ones that I wake up shaking in the night about are um, for me personally, cybersecurity and creating the the most easy to engage with, deeply secure, uh, teaching and learning and research environment as possible. And Whilst I kind of say that as it's personal, because obviously that's my responsibility, it isn't top, it wouldn't be top of any of our staff's list. But if but if we have, or when we have a massive bridge, it really will be. <laughs> so it's me kind of um, proxying something that's important to them. I think realistically, though, the uh, evolve or become extinct is the one where I really kind of felt that's one of the challenges that we're facing across the UK and and in our institution. Being able to respond to students as, as quickly as students want us to, uh, being able to kind of create the conditions for our researchers to continue doing their world leading research and to do that in a way that is efficient um, and engaging is just such a huge challenge for all of us. And and I think that was where I had, you know, optimist, optimism coming from having been on the panel that we're all facing the same challenge and we all deal with it fairly similar ways actually which is <laughs> reassuring um but that actually all of us are in the same fight and having expertise to share and and kind of mentoring and and um i, I, I don't know kind of sitting around in a circle kind of saying oh god it's, it's awful everywhere <laughs> you know that's a useful it's a useful kind of forum to have so uh, those those were the two that that really resonated for me
0: that that I never would have occurred to me. That the misery loves company thing <laughs> is what brings them all together to some extent. But that is the affirming thing about the top ten list: is it, it you feel a little less alone when you when you see how much we're all dealing with a very similar set of challenges. I do know enough about the the selection process to know that you start with a much bigger list of of IT issues, and you eventually. Um, narrow and settle in on 10 Um, I'd love to hear from each of you whether whether there's anything you personally regret that isn't in the top 10 that was maybe the 11th or 12th or maybe even further down but that if this was your list um, it would have it would have been included Uh, Bella do you want to start
1: yes so my missing bit that wasn't on the bigger list either uh, was around digital ethics and whether what we're doing causes harm and being aware of of the kind of decisions that we make around technology and the use of technology and the unforeseen consequences that that can have for our students and our staff. Um, and that's something that I'm personally very interested in, but I also think it's going to become... Uh, more and more significant for us as as we evolve Um, and as the use of technology uh, becomes more important to our institutions. Some of our students I think are going to react well to it and some of them are going to see that there may be potential harm and I do think that's something that we really need to kind of build into a lot of our decision making. (laughs)